Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay Stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We are grateful that you are here. We thank God that you are listening. And we just pray that this conversation draws you closer to Christ to encourage you to use your position, no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love. I just wanted to do a quick introduction before we start this conversation this week and let you know that it's going to sound a little different. This week, we're talking with Steve Gagne with the Drowsy Poet Coffee Company in Pensacola, Florida. And the place where we spoke was outside the coffee shop. So during this conversation, you're going to hear cars passing by. Uh, You'll hear a couple of horns honking and all that. But just know that you'll be able to hear us. But in the background, there will be a little bit of traffic. And also, before we start, I just want to leave you with this Bible verse, Proverbs 16.3. It says, commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. I just want to say that one more time. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. I don't know if you're concerned about what the rest of this year is going to look like or the next five or six years is going to look like for you, but I just want to encourage you in the right now, in the this second of this moment, to commit whatever you're doing right now. Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. Choose Jesus's way, choose his route, stay on that straight and narrow path and he will establish your plans. I trust Jesus to do that for you today. I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you for listening and enjoy this conversation with my friend, Steve Gagne. We are on location today. We are out and about. We are out of the studio. We are at the Drowsy Poet Coffee Company in Pensacola, Florida with Steve Gagne. He's a father, husband, a manager at the Drowsy Poet Coffee Company. How's it going, Steve? It's going fantastic. I love your coffee. (laughs) Yeah, I'm blessed and highly caffeinated. I'm blessed and highly (laughs) caffeinated. Where's the t-shirt for that? Yeah. Hashtag blessed and highly caffeinated. How long have you been in the coffee business? Uh, I started in coffee back in 2000, let me think about that, 2009 mm-hmm. in Detroit, Michigan. Um, was working, I got hired as a manager at, um, at Barnes & Noble Cafe at Wayne State University in Midtown Detroit. 
Okay. And uh, but I only worked there for like two months. Um, crazy story about how it's really what launched my passion for coffee is I got fired for pouring myself an iced coffee on a Saturday evening when we were closing and dumping all the coffee out. Oh no. And I got fired for internal theft and um, never been fired from a job in my life. Went home, wept my eyes out like a baby for like three days. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, I have to work. Like I, you know, so um, went down the street, got a job at an organic bakery that also had a coffee bar. And instead of using the super automatic machines that Starbucks uses, they had a Nuova Seminelli semi-automatic machine. Oh, that sounds and like a, a gun. So, yeah. So I started <laughs> learning how to make real coffee okay. in this little bakery. All right. Well, then I moved from Detroit to Pensacola mm -hmm. and someone told me, oh, you have to go into this coffee shop. And so when I, right when I moved here, I walked in and this, the same machine that I was using in that bakery in Detroit, they had behind the bar here in Pensacola, but it was just a newer model. Wow. And cool. so um, I went up to the counter, told uh, the manager that they needed to hire me um, and they didn't. God has a plan. <laughs> and so, um, but a year went by and through a whole series of yeah. connections and relationships and yeah. actually meeting the owner and he didn't realize who I was and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, he ended up offering me a job a year later. Cool. Um, and so in 2011, I started working at the Drowsy Poet here in Pensacola, uh, the one on Brent Lane. Mm -hmm. And um, I was working just part-time to, to start. Then um, a year later went full-time. And then in 2014 was offered an opportunity to open a Drowsy Poet on Pensacola Beach. Which is wild. Like Pensacola Beach is beautiful. It's amazing. Yeah. And so we're listening to a story right now of someone who had what the world would call failure of not having a job and then God providing a job and doing abundantly more because now you're a manager and then he's sending you to the beach. Yeah. So actually, so in the process, so not only did I start working here full time, but in 2012, um, at the end of 2012, we actually launched a church right here in the Drowsy Poet here on Brent Lane. No way. So we were doing like a coffee shop church. Wow. And cool. so our heart was to connect people to the body of Christ that had been disconnected, mm -hmm. people that would would identify as Christians but wanted nothing to do with the church. Like they didn't want to walk into a church building. But we were meeting these people. Yeah. We knew all these people personally that they just weren't going to any local church body. And, yeah, yeah. and it was a result of hurt. We said, well, what if we started gathering and like, you know, talked and worshiped together and read the word and prayed, but it was not in a church building. And so that was kind of my, that was my heart was to have like a coffee shop church. Yeah. So we started meeting. So I would work here from Tuesday through Saturday. And then on Sunday, we'd have our church meeting here. Then when I was offered the shop on the beach, we relocated our ministry with it. So now... When was that? That was um, in 2014. Okay. So we, we opened March of 2014 on Pensacola Beach. Um, the anniversary for the Drowsy Poet here when the whole com coffee company started yeah. is uh, March 17th. Okay. Uh, sorry, March 16th, John 3.16, March, March 16th. No way! And so yeah. on March 17th, which is the next day, uh, is when we opened the shop on the beach. And we did that for four years. And so we relocated our ministry out there. Yeah. And we had um, a core of people that were coming every week. And our church ended up going seven years. And, and in that time, all the people that started coming that wanted nothing to do with the church, 
they were jaded, they were hurt. Um, every one of them are now actively, not just attending a local body, but actively involved. Some of them are even in leadership, uh, in church leadership positions now. That's amazing. Um, like on staff with the church. After the seven years, you know, we were kind of praying about, you know, what the Lord wanted us to do. Because mm -hmm. at that point we had, uh, we ended up stepping out of the coffee shop for, for several years. And um, so I asked the Lord, you know, what about this ministry? And he says, you know, you did what I wanted you to do. He said, he goes, look at all the people that I brought you. Where mm -hmm. are they all? Yeah. And I said, well, they're all serving now in local churches, lo local bodies. And so, Amen. so our, the mission was fulfilled for that season. Um, and all those people, they're healed. I mean, you're talking about like women whose husbands weren't even believers yet. Mm -hmm. All those husbands have all, and since then, have gotten saved. All those people are like family to yes. us. Yes, yes. And um, so it was, it was beautiful the way it all played. Only God. Yeah, absolutely. Because what we're talking about here is hearts to Jesus. Yep. A heart is jaded. A heart is hurt. God's word through prayer and just meditating on his word, having those having that time in his word yeah. soften their heart to learn who God truly is mm -hmm. and then has taken them to where they're walking with God independently like they're growing in the faith to now be leaders who are coming alongside other people who may feel yeah. jaded or whatever. Yeah. Like that is what this is all about. Yeah, it's so awesome. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so after we stepped out of owning our own shop, um, the Lord took us through a season for four years. I worked in a different industry. It was a very, very fruitful for our family. It was a, it, we really needed it. But now the Lord has led me back into coffee. So all that to say, so the total amount of time I was actually in coffee, it started in 2009. So here mm -hmm. we are with 2023. If I were to add up, because someone asked me the other day, <laughs> someone, someone called me a coffee master and I kind of scoffed at them. I'm like, I'm definitely not a coffee master. There's so much to know in coffee. But they said, well, no. They said, how many hours have you worked in coffee? Yeah. So I had to think about it because, I mean, you're talking like 14 years. You know, a, a lot of that time it was full time, yeah. even to the point of owning my shop where I was working like 100 hours a week. Yeah, yeah. I added it up and it, about 30,000 hours. Wow. And so technically you're right, but I don't definitely don't feel like a coffee master, right? Yeah. Because there's so much. I love coffee. I oh, yeah. love coffee. Like, I love coffee. I love coffee. What is this obsession with Christians and coffee? No, I, I don't think it's exclusive to Christians. Um, it's not? No, it's not. No, co <laughs> coffee Coffee is one of the highest traded commodities in the world. Really? Yeah, like it's like oil, gold, and coffee. No way. Those are like the big three. Yeah. What about tea? And so, I mean, tea, yeah, tea is up there, but, yeah. but coffee is greater. Yeah, that's um, true. Because it tastes better. Like, not not, not just you. that it's, it's better just because it's awesome but it is, it, awesome. it is it is a higher it's higher it's traded more okay all right so yeah, it, yeah. it is a high um, demand commodity worldwide coffee goes back many 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 years like centuries really yeah and um and actually I was just talking today about this part of being in coffee for me is it's more than just that it's really good but um you know, the cafe and the, like the coffee shop has for centuries, it is a hub for community. It right? really is, yeah. Uh, communication, relationships, yeah. um, you know, safe places for people to, mm -hmm. to gather. Um, and I've got stories in all, in every one of these categories. The cafe, the first time it ever showed up on record in history mm -hmm. that, that, that they know of, um, was in the 14th century in Istanbul. 
No right? way. Okay. So coffee, I bet they had good coffee. Right, right. So yeah, so coffee was first discovered in Ethiopia. And so like Ethiopia and Yemen and that area, yeah. uh, that part of the world, you know, uh, Eastern Africa and then into the Middle East. Um, that's where coffee was first discovered and started being proliferated there. It was the Turkish coffee, which is the oldest known method of actually um, like roasting the coffee, grinding it, and brewing it. Is uh, so Turkish coffee is like the original way of like making a, like a, something that you can drink yeah. versus just like eating the coffee, right? And, so cool. Um, so, but these first, these original cafes, and we're talking 14th century. They were they were not called coffee shops. They were not called cafes. Okay. Their known name, like their common name, was schools of wisdom. Okay. Okay. Schools of schools wisdom. Schools of wisdom. And um, as the popularity of the cafe started to grow through Europe, you get places like England, where in England they were first calling coffee shops penny universities because a cup of coffee only cost a penny but if you went and got a cup of coffee and hung out yeah. in the coffee shop you would actually gain like a university level education by talking to people and being involved in discussions in the coffee shop yes okay? it's like now youtube but the coffee shop was the place where you went and you learned and you got into community. Yes, it, it was. It was like the center for um, communicating ideas and uh, discussing different theories, and you know whether it was scientific or theological or um, even oh go governmental, right? So I just had a like a revelation in my brain. It does feel when you're having a cup of coffee, like. You mentioned the word safe, like a safe place in a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. But I love to have a deep discussion over a good cup of coffee, good company, and just resting in that. There's no hurry. There's no rush. I mean, like, if I have a cup of coffee on the way to school, like, when I'm dropping the kids off, that's different. Yeah. You know, but it is also, like, a nice cup of coffee on the way to drop the kids off. Da -da -da. There's something about it that even though it's caffeinated and it hypes you up, it mellows you out. What I get I get this idea of community and yeah. coffee and Christians. I'm like, it's all coming to me yeah. right now of like thank God for places like the Drowsy Poet. I mean, when we saw you, my husband and I, Riley, we came and saw you and we were coming for a date, you know, during the day to have yeah. a cup of coffee and rest and relax. And I mean I don't mean to get off track here, but it's just an interesting perspective about community and coffee. Yeah. So, I mean, that, so for literally centuries, the coffee shop or the cafe was like the central part of the community. Yeah. But that, that's not, that hasn't changed. No, it hasn't. May, maybe with um, the invention of the fast pace, the drive through, you yeah. know, like, you know, McDonald's really revolutionized how food um, is. Uh, ordered and, yeah. and purchased and you know, how people get their food, right? Right, right. right. Uh, so like the whole fast food restaurant idea really kind of changed the way people see things. So then yep. you get like Starbucks that became huge and mm -hmm. they're really, you know, for all the Starbucks fans out there, they're just <laughs> the new McDonald's at yeah, this yeah. point, right? Yeah, I mean, more no expensive. And No matter where you go, yeah. you, you're going to get the exact same thing Yes, because they literally put a cup under a machine, push a button, Drum, right? And yeah. so... Um, 
but but all that to say there's like an automated process now where a lot of people consume coffee through automated means there's a group called strong towns um, and actually just i believe it was either last year or the year before pensacola won a strong town award yes do you remember that yes yes Suter was like posting all about it right, and i'm like right. okay i need to vote for strong town pensacola I, I voted absolutely yeah i did too and but yeah. so so strong town so what they do is they they um, study trends with communities like cities and yes. towns um, and they talk about communities that are dying versus thriving, ones that are reviving, yeah. right? And key markers, things to look for, what marks a strong town, okay. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So there's, uh, they've developed kind of like this criteria that they, that they use to compare communities with mm -hmm. to see um, all right, what communities are healthy and why? What is it about that community that makes them healthy? Why do people want to be there? And what can other communities that maybe are not seen as healthy, what are things that they can learn from these other communities and maybe uh, adapt to those things? Or, yeah. or what can they do different to make people want to be in their community? Yeah. Right? And right, so yes. that's, that's what they do as an organization. Well, I read this awesome article about um, communities that are experiencing like these um, down, like downtown revivals, right? Where yes. you see like a downtown that was once vibrant, that had uh, for, some, for one reason or another yeah. died and where now they're coming back. Pensacola has experienced that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so one of one of the one of the markers, one of the the first signs that a a downtown community is coming back to life is reviving mm -hmm. is when coffee shops start opening. Yeah. Because it means that people are a looking to spend money. Yep. And B wanting to like reconnect with people. Good. Right? Oh, that so, makes me so happy. So a, a community yes. that is on the rebound yeah. is, is a community where there's places that foster relationship, right? And they're saying that to this day, coffee shops are one of the quintessential relationship building yeah. centers in a healthy community. Did they say breweries as well? <laughs> no, <laughs> but like this is definitely... Um, breweries <laughs> yeah. and coffee shops. Like we have a plethora of... Churches, breweries, coffee shops, and attorneys' offices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes. And and some reason we only have one news station, like one TV yeah. news station. So I feel like we should have more, more coverage <laughs> with all that activity going on and a festival every weekend and book yeah. clubs and well, just all well kinds the, of stuff. the other thing you forgot that we have a plethora of is five Ks. Oh my goodness, right? so many five Ks. <laughs> and then in the coldest month of the year, they have a double bridge run. Yeah. Which this is coming out after the double bridge run. But it's like freezing cold and you run over the two big bridges in town, like three mile bridge and then the Bob Sykes bridge. Yeah. We have so many races. So we're super fit. We like to go out and we like to drink coffee. I mean, <laughs> what a community. We love Jesus. Like, the Christian community here is so encouraging and people are on fire for the Lord here. I'm so encouraged by it. Why did you move to Pensacola? So originally I moved here actually for a church position. Really? Um, yeah. So I was, when I was, my degree is in youth ministry. Okay. And so when we were living in Detroit is because of a connection we made while in college. Uh, and there was a church plant in, in inner, inner city Detroit. Mm -hmm. So we went and we lived there for two years and were a part of um, that church plant. Okay, cool. Um, and then we felt it was time for us to, to move. And so we were just praying about where to go. And um, after months and months of 
just you know resumes i'm going to move here i'm going to do this i'm going to yeah. do that and um so i i started my search with being really narrow like yeah. i'm going to move to this place and um and then there was like nothing was going there so i kind of i kept expanding my search yeah um i said like, well you know all right i'm going to go to new england i'm going to i'm going to do you know the northeast united states okay i'm going to do the east coast okay i'm going to do and i kept expanding yeah. um to where I was sort of like, you know what? I'll just go anywhere. That moment right there for you, for whoever's yeah. listening. I just want you to hear how Steve just said, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. I wanted to do this. Right when he said that, his about God, take me where you want me to, his arms went up in surrender. <laughs> yeah. So so literally, that's what it was. I said, God, I will just go anywhere. Like, I know that it's time for us to go. I really know that for, I mean, it's... I know that I know it's time for the new season to move on to what's next, but I just, I don't know where that is. So after like resumes and resumes and resumes and calls and emails and searching, 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 literally this, this is what I, I looked at my wife and I said, we just need to seek Jesus and let him just tell us when it's time and where it is. So literally that was, it was just like, so then months go by and I'm just, so we, we packed our house and this was right before Christmas. So I literally, I, we packed our whole house up, like expecting to just move any moment. And then like three months go by. Oh my <laughs> And goodness. so we didn't even decorate for Christmas. It was probably the most depressing Christmas. I was going to say, this sounds Christmas. kind of depressing. Well, it was. And, and, and right in the middle of it, yeah. it, felt, it was like, what is going on here? But looking back, it was, uh, we, just, we were making ourselves available like at any moment. And so yeah. that's literally what happened is um, it was just in a moment, there was uh, a conversation. And I had a certain place on my heart, um, which was actually Atlanta. Someone I knew was there doing some work. So yeah. I messaged them. I was like, hey, you know, while you're there, you know, I would kind of been thinking about Atlanta and it happens that you're in Atlanta. Yeah. And so um, would you happen to be near so-and-so? I'm like, actually, we're working with them. So I was like, hey, find out if they're looking, you know, do they have any positions available? Yeah, yeah. And they said, well, why? I said, I, you know, I'll talk about that later. Just find out for me. So they, they hang up the phone and turn to their friend. They said, Steve's moving, which I didn't say I was moving. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, so this friend who's from Pensacola mm -hmm. said, well, we're, we're actually looking to hire someone in Pensacola. Yes. And so that's how we ended up in Pensacola. Oh, and my goodness. Oh, so, praise God. So they said, yes. email me your resume. So I emailed the resume. They came home to Pensacola walked into a church, handed the pastor and said, hey, I have a resume for you. Amen. And mm -hmm. here's what's crazy, yeah. right? Which I didn't know this at mm -hmm. all until I flew down here and met with them. Um, two weeks later, we were moved here. Yeah. So I walk into this church. So back in 2003, so I have a twin brother, by the way. Oh, cool. He lives in Massachusetts. Okay, good. Thank God. And <laughs> because if y'all were both here, it would be so, confusing. But in 2003, he actually lived in Pensacola. And he was the volunteer youth pastor at this church. No way. And so I walk into this church and everyone's like, John. And I'm like, no. No, it's not me. That's my twin brother. Exactly. Like, and they're like, like, what? What is this mystery? <laughs> so I actually got hired to be a youth pastor at a church that, like, you know, years Here's prior, a, like it's eight years prior to that. How My cool brother is, is youth pastoring. So um, <laughs> God gave me this vision today. I'm reading First Peter 2 where it's talking about that God is our cornerstone. Mm. And I had this vision of the blue angels going over the center point at the 
beach ball, you know, the water tower. Yeah. They go to the water tower, they turn, they move, they do their, what they're going to do next. And God just gave me this visual of like, I am your cornerstone. Like if two buildings have a corner, mm -hmm. like I'm right here, I'm the cornerstone. I'm right here on the corner. I am the center point. I am the focus. And then, you know, like you see the blue angels, they go over the water tower, boom. And then they go, they move, mm -hmm. they turn, they flip, they go, they do their next performance, their yeah. next maneuver. He's like, think of me as when you focus on me, when you come to this foundation of the center point, which is me, your cornerstone, I'm going to take you where I want you to go. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to do the next performance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm going to do the flip or the turn or whatever it is. Like, you're the pilot. You're the blue angel. And as you're telling the story, I'm thinking, like, you're the blue angel pilot. You're flying to the water tower. Boop, you did a flip. And you're going this way. And God is leading you. And, you know, you're coming from Detroit boom, to yep. Pensacola. And then Pensacola Beach. Yeah. I mean, and he is with you. He led you. Do you just feel like God has been faithful through that hard transition? Yeah, 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 absolutely. God has been so faithful. Like when we opened that shop in 2014, yeah, we had nothing. I mean, so we had put a little bit away because my wife was about to give birth. Okay. In September, so here it is March, and so we'd been planning ahead of when she was going to give birth. So we yeah. put some like maternity leave away. Yeah. We took all of that money to buy what we needed to open the shop. No way. So literally day one, when those doors opened, every penny, um, like we had nothing to fall back on. It was like complete trust. Um, at the end of the day, when I closed the doors and locked up, I counted out the drawer, I took money and then went to the store and bought more supplies so I could be open the next day. No way. Like that's and that's when I met you. Yeah. And so we were literally living like day, at that moment, it was day by day, like, Lord, we know you told us to do this. It was clear that we needed to do that, yeah. but we had nothing. And um, actually, so the one we needed a thousand dollars apart from what we already had, mm -hmm. because I had to I had to file paperwork uh, with the county, and there was like, yeah. there was all these things I had to do. All these oh, like, yeah. legal and things. Oh yeah, and they like add up. It's like, and then and you have to do that. Why? Right. What is this form? And, <laughs> and so, it has to be done every year. Yeah. So I so I yeah. we, we needed a thousand dollars. To like kind of seal the deal that yeah. we could get this thing going. We'd already said yes, but like we, the Lord's telling us to do this. Mm -hmm. And so. And you're trusting in him. Right. So then we, yeah. so we, we drive home that day from like giving our official yes. And when the whole way home, we're like, we don't know how we're going to do this. Like we just said yes to this thing that is ridiculous. Like yeah. we don't have anything. Like how is this even going to happen? We get home, we check the mail. There's a card in the mail. Um, the first church that I worked at out of college, um, I was a youth pastor in central Pennsylvania. And um, a few years after I left um, that church and moved to Detroit, the, um, the pastor, he had died. He ended up having brain cancer and he passed away. And um, but we, So we really hadn't been in touch uh, with the family that much, just here and there. And so we're talking years later. That was 2008. So now it's 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we get a card in the mail. So that day that we said, yes, we're doing this. We get home. We open the mailbox. There's a card from the widow of that pastor. Okay. She got my address from like one of her kids who messaged me on Facebook. And anyway, yeah. they, they got my address, but yeah, I had yeah. no idea what it was for. So we opened the card yeah. and 
um, her her mom had just passed away also, and, but and left an inheritance. And she said, she we opened the card and says, my mom recently passed away. You know, I haven't haven't been able to talk to you guys in years. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we I pray that you're doing well. But my mom left an inheritance, and I asked the Lord what to do with this money. He said to share it with people. And he told me to send this to you. It was a check for a thousand dollars. Stop it! Right? Amen. And Hallelujah. So, um, so we we said yes, not even knowing how it was going to happen. We get home. Yes. So think about this. That check was in the mailbox when we got home that day. <sighs> but it, so, but it was mailed like a week before. Yeah. So he, he goes before us. So, yes. so we said yes, yeah, yeah. not knowing it was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But that check was mailed days before Amen. to arrive in our mailbox the very day that we had to have an answer for that, right? What a gift. And so, yeah. so that's, that's, one, that's one story of like so many, so many stories. God is faithful. Faithful. And he will be faithful to you. Yes. And like we've had another guest come on just recently in January, I think it was January, and talk about she wasn't gonna make rent and mm -hmm. she had made the step of obedience and faith to God. And she got a check from like her taxes and it was like almost $10,000 to like pay whatever she needed for rent, utilities, yeah. whatever, to be able to stay where he put her. Yeah. And just like for the person listening, that is faith in God, believing yeah. that he will show up for you. He is there for you. God is our father. Yep. He wants to provide for you. Like you're a dad, you have three kids. Yeah. I mean, how you look at those children yep. and how you love them and want to provide for them. That's God to you, you know, who's listening and like to Steve and I. Is there anything else you can say to encourage someone listening about keeping the faith? Yeah, so to piggyback off that story, so I'll just, I'll share one. I've got, when it comes to paying rent, like things like that, like really in need. Yeah. Like before we left Detroit, I mean, we were, we were poor. poor. Yeah. I mean, we were, I was working that job at that bakery and God was using that to lay this foundation of what has become like a career in coffee. Yeah. Um, but in that time, you know, we we just had our, our first child. I was making a thousand dollars a month, and rent was five hundred dollars, right? So I mean, you could tell it's like, and it, yeah. we, we, there was nothing. Like we had nothing, and we had to, we started selling furniture, and like I was I sold our vehicles to pay rent a couple of months. So I was like taking the city bus to work. Yeah. So there was one. It was one. There was multiple times where this happened, but this was one of those instances where um, we needed to pay rent. Mm -hmm. And like literally the landlord, he, he was from Yugoslavia and he says, you, you good people, you good people. I like you, but I need rent. You know, <laughs> yeah. he says, so he said, you know, if you don't have rent by this day, you're, you, I have to, I have yeah. to kick you out. You know, I just can't, you can't stay here and not pay rent. So we're like, Lord, like you're the provider. We're doing everything we know to do. You yeah. know, we're trying to be faithful to what you've called us to. And so like, you just, you know. We're not, I mean, I was working like as much as I could mm -hmm. and, but still just not making that much. Okay. And, and that is a true statement because when I met you at Pensacola Beach at that coffee shop, you were there from dark to till dark. sundown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, sun up to sundown yeah. before the sun rose and before the, yeah, or after it, the it was, um, we, when we were working seven days, when I was open seven days a week mm -hmm. on Sundays, I was even, because we were on the beach, I worked the weekends. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were open Sunday. It was like a short day, but during the week it was, uh, we were open 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the off season, I couldn't afford to pay people. So I was working all oh, the hours. I myself. remember. Um, but, yeah. 
So, so here's um, Pasco Didvukovic uh, from Yugoslavia saying, you know, I need rent, I need rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, my wife was doing these sewing lessons with a woman from our church. She had a ministry to Muslim teenage girls. And um, so the only way to uh, share the gospel with them was she would offer, in, their, in her neighborhood, she'd go to each home and would offer for these girls to learn how to sew. Right. And yeah, uh, no, yeah. she was a, a waitress. That's how she earned her money. But then her ministry to her, the girls in her community were, mm -hmm. but she would give them free sewing lessons. Yeah. And so while working with them and helping them learn to sew, she would talk with them just about their lives. And mm -hmm. so you have these like 12, 13 year old girls that their, their dads are getting ready to send them back to wherever it was, Iran or Syria um, or Saudi Arabia, whatever it was because they the father was arranging a marriage for them at like 13 years old oh and wow. so crazy so to she, me that's so, crazy. yeah but she would be praying yeah. with them and sharing christ with them and yeah. then some of the moms started coming and while they were yeah. at the house they would read her bible oh, and like cool. things like it was really cool it's yeah, kind of like yeah. this underground um like sewing ministry yes. to the to all these muslims yes and so um so my wife my pregnant wife is going there and sewing mm -hmm. and um so she's making making stuff there anyway so so one day she's there and you know my wife's a little um discouraged because here we need rent like yeah. today we need rent today yeah. and so she's at this woman's house and uh so she asks my wife she's like you know are you okay like you're a little down she's oh well you know i'm just just trusting the lord um but like we need rent and yeah. if we don't have it by the end of the day today then um, we don't know what we're going to do yeah and so this woman says well listen she says, for a long time, you know, I had some bad relationships in the past, and I always had this thing about trusting men, and I never knew what was going to happen. You know? So she says, for years, I had this little drawstring bag in the closet, and just randomly, once in a while, I just put a couple, couple dollars in there for my tip money from wait, waiting tables. And she goes, I've just been putting money in there just ran, like randomly for years. And she says, so what I'll do is this. How about I'll take, I'll just, whatever's in that bag, you can have it. And my wife's like, no, 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 you know, because no, seriously, like, I want to do this for you. Yeah. Whatever's in that bag, I want to have it. She goes, so, you know, w while we're doing that, we'll just pray, you know, what, how much do you need? And my wife says, well, we need $500 for rent. She goes, all right, so we'll just trust the Lord for $500. Yeah. And then I'll just count out the money. It's like all ones, $1 bills. Wow. I'll count it out and just whatever is there, you can have it and, uh, and put it toward your rent. Mm -hmm. Right? So she opens the drawstring bag and she starts, she takes out all this crinkled up money and just starts counting it. Now there's my wife just crying. She's like humbled by this. Yes. You know, this this woman is just willing just to give, give money. Give this money and years right? of like keeping yeah, it. Of yeah. Just like years, just putting it away, putting it away. So she starts counting it out, right? Yeah. In one dollar bills, five hundred dollars. No way. To the dollar. No way. Five hundred dollars to the dollar. Right. God is faithful. Right. You and have it to share like, that story a lot. And, that's and a good, it was like, yeah, that's good. Think about that. Yeah. For years, she's been putting money away. Yep. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit says, give her the money. Exactly. It's like the Lord was saying, I've been putting that money away. Yeah. For like years. Yes. So that in that moment, this family wouldn't be homeless. Yes. Right. And amen. I mean, yes. years, years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yes. think about that. That's, yeah. that's crazy. It's the that idea. To the yeah. dollar, right? Yeah. That's the faithfulness of God. Amen. That's the faith. Like, wherever you are, like, whatever it is you're walking through, God, I mean, He's yeah. sovereign. Like, I mean, God, he, he's, he knows all things, right? So He knows exactly yeah. where you are in this moment. And it's like, 
I don't I have no idea what's gonna happen next and this there's no way this can be good right there's no way that you we want it in the right? flesh we want to think it's not gonna be good yeah. but 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 God is like no I, I turn all things for good for those yes. who love me right and I yes. called according to my purpose yes. and and here we are like we're genuinely in our heart all we want to do is live out the purpose that God's called us to amen and and so he just looks at it and it's like what's five hundred dollars to God you know, it's not. It's, it's, it's like, not. But in that moment, yeah. it's like I'm not going to be homeless tomorrow. You know. Yeah. And and how he prepares the way for us, and and so that's been a lot of like our journey. Like even for, for me and coffee, to come back now. I'm backing out with the drowsy poet after that four year break, but the four years that I was not in coffee full time, um, the Lord provided me this opportunity to work in an industry I had no experience in that within six months I was promoted all the way up to being a project coordinator mm -hmm. and uh, making more money than I'd ever made in my life and on this crazy project and um, but I the experience that I that I gained in that short window mm -hmm. it was like I went back to college yeah that's you so know? good and yeah. what I learned in that time now coming back into coffee mm -hmm. has completely transformed not just that I, I love coffee and I'm passionate about it and I and I love people and I, I want to use the coffee shop and coffee as a as a way to connect with people and build relationships and, and that the gospel can work through that time. Yeah. I mean being in a place basically providing the opportunity and the space for people to have that connection in those relationships mm -hmm. and to learn and to grow and I mean we have Bible studies here and so to be able to yeah. to be a part of all that. Um, but also just in in life so what i bring to the table for the coffee company mm -hmm. right and what the lord has allowed me to learn um you know when i was in college the the president of the school used to always say time is never wasted sharpening your tools there may be things that maybe you've learned or maybe there's th there's things right now that you're learning or that you're doing mm -hmm. that you didn't anticipate yeah like every time you just like you commit your ways to the lord and you just trust him with the process yes what you're learning in that process he's going to take that and use it as a tool you know yeah it, it could be like you could be in a job that feels like a dead-end job and you hate it yeah. and it's just like why am i here this is not what i want to do this is not my passion yeah but don't despise that yeah right don't right don't despise these small beginnings no i mean think about joseph yes right so joseph has these dreams Yes, my, my yes. brothers are going to bow down to me, you know, yeah. uh, he has all these dreams of like grandeur and like what's, yeah. what's going to happen. Like yeah, he's yeah. all excited. He's dad's favorite. Next thing you know, he's in prison. He's being falsely accused. Right. And yes. all this time where he's going through this journey of just nothing is the way that he thought it would be. Yeah. And I mean, we don't know, but I'm, I wonder how many times while he's in prison, he's you know laying back against the rock wall in chains. Yeah saying, but, but God, I had these dreams. Like you gave yeah. me these dreams and, and now here I am. Nothing. And it's like, what on earth are you doing? Like yeah. those dreams are never going to come true. But little did he know that because it was that spot in prison yeah. of just despite the circumstances and despite probably his frustration, I mean, he mm -hmm. was human, right? Yeah. So I'm sure he had all kinds of frustration and questions and, and doubts. He had and to go through the process of yeah. grieving and being angry with God, and yeah. right? But at the end of the day, he determined he was just gonna be faithful and do uh -huh. what he could with where he was. And where, where did it lead? 
he becomes like the pres the, the president of the country under exactly. the pharaoh. Yes, right? yeah, next because thing he you know, was faithful. <laughs> next thing you know, he's in charge yeah. of like feeding the nations. Yes, and his brothers walk in, yeah. hungry, like we need food for our family. Exactly, and 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 he like the craziest thing about that scripture to me is that he didn't identify himself at first. Like no. I would have been like, it's me. I know, right? Right. He it's actually. Me. What I love is so in that moment, his brothers are there before him. He knows, he's like, those are my brothers, but yeah. they don't know, they don't realize I, it's me. It's me, yeah. Right? So he goes around the corner and cries. Yes. Wipes his yes. eyes, yes. like gets powder, whatever they do, right? Yeah. And then comes back around the corner, has to like compose himself and then come back out. That's right, yes. And then like play hard at first. And then finally, <sighs> when he reveals himself to his brothers, like, guys, it's, it's me. me. And yeah. they're like, oh no, what have we done? He says, no, 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 don't worry. God has been faithful. He, what, what the enemy meant for bad, yeah. right? God yeah. used for good. Oh my goodness. Can you say that one right? more time? Yeah. What, what, what the enemy had meant for evil or for bad, you know, y these situations that we'd never expected or never anticipated. Yes. That, that could, where he wants us to become afraid or get depressed or get jaded. You know, what, what the enemy meant for, for evil or for bad, God's like, man, that's just a setup, right? God, so God used it for good. And that was, that was his story he's like yeah. man what the you you thought you were doing bad you know you gave in to your desires you thought you were doing evil the enemy wanted to use it you threw me in a pit i became a slave i was in prison all these things he's like but looking back how on earth could i rescue our people yeah. if if i wasn't hadn't been in prison amen and been in the right place at the right time where the pharaoh has a dream i god gives me the interpretation for yeah. it Right? And that's not in his own strength. No. Like, that was all no. God. That was like totally God positioning yes. him, but in a way that no one would ever imagine. Exactly. Right? Yes. And so, um, you know, life has twists and turns. Every one of us are going to experience things we didn't anticipate or didn't expect mm -hmm. that we could be just crying out to God, God, why is this happening? Um, which it's not a sin to ask why, mm -hmm. right? It's just be careful how far we go with it, realizing God is good and yep. God is faithful, yeah. right? And we can't allow the enemy to win in the situation by us then hardening our hearts toward the Lord. Exactly. Right? Yep. And instead, you know, in the midst of the questions and the concerns, you know, realizing or remembering the goodness of God. Amen. In that. Yep. And so, um, so where I stepped out of coffee where I never imagined I'd yep. be going and working in marine construction, you know, yeah, that's um, cool. but, but God totally used that opportunity, mm -hmm. which felt like for several years, I, I was not doing what I was passionate about at yeah. all. I was like, I was working this like desk job and cause for a marine construction company and, um, not doing anything that I was really passionate about, but the, what the Lord did in me and in my family in that time when the opportunity came for me to step back into coffee, yeah. we were in a much different place in life where now we can step in like excited mm -hmm. and we can, we can really put our hands back on the plow of what we're passionate about, Amen. which is really connecting with people and seeing the Lord work in people through like what, you know, our hands yes. and through our work. And so what seems just like a simple cup of coffee or just, you know, a latte for someone on the way to work, um, is when you, when you're seeing people every day, um, then on the day when it's like a bad day, yeah. we, we see it, right? Yeah. We pick up on the, the inflections in the voice and the mannerisms when you see the same people all the time. 
and I, I try to really communicate that with the, the other people that work in the shop here. It's like every, every customer that comes to this coffee shop on a regular basis, yeah. like they're inviting me into their daily routine. Yeah, they're like, please you help know? me, coffee. And, and so <laughs> what they just see as like, well, I just, I need yeah. the coffee to get to work. Yeah. I see it as you're asking me to be a part of your daily routine. Yeah. And, and so. It's true. Yeah. And I mean, so, it's a good experience. <laughs> and like, what, what happens is, you know, when you get to, when you see people yeah. every day, day yeah. in and day out, week in and week out, then um, when there's moments where maybe they're struggling or having a hard time yeah. or there's something going on. You know, we pick up on it. We can mm -hmm. see it in their face. We can hear it in their voice to ask them how they're doing yeah. or to just start praying for them without them even knowing it. Mm -hmm. And then like a week later, you can see maybe their demeanor has changed and things seem to be going better. Say, hey, you know, I noticed last week you were down a little bit. You know, I just want you to know I was praying for you. So oh, good. man, you know, this was going on, that was going on. And then you were interceding so, on their behalf. Yeah. I just love that idea of prayer to God for someone else and then seeing a change in their life. Like, again, God is faithful. Yeah. Like he absolutely. hears your prayers. Yeah. And and the thing is too, I mean, in the age of social media, I would encourage people, don't broadcast that you're yeah. doing, like, you don't have to broadcast that you're doing that. Instagram, hey, by the way, you know, I just saw this customer that's a regular and yeah. they were in a really bad mood. So I'm going to intercede for them. Exactly. Like, just okay. do it. A friend just told me it. this and she's not on social media. So it kind of cracks me up that I'm talking about this, but she was saying, Okay, if God gives you, if God shows you something and he teaches you something, share it. Yeah. If he shows you something and he teaches you something, share it. The enemy will be defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Yeah. So you saying, you know, hey, I'm praying for this person, to me that's boastful. Mm -hmm. Now, if God shows you something like he, there's a scripture and he reveals something to you, Share it. You're sharing your testimony right now on this podcast. Like yeah. this is not social media. This is a podcast. You're sharing what God has done in your life. Mm -hmm. If you were asked to speak on the Sunday for church, like you're going to share what God has done in your life. Yeah. In the same way, yep. if it's social media, share what God is doing in your life. Yeah. Not what you're doing in your life. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Share what God's doing, not what you're doing. Absolutely. Amen. Well, I mean, Jesus said it, right? He goes, look at the Pharisees, right? When they're praying and fasting, they go out on the street corner, they make a whole scene of it. Yeah. You know, he's like, look, if you're going to do these things, do it in private. Yeah. You know, if you're fasting and your hair is like getting dried out, put oil in your hair so people don't even know that you're fasting. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Instead, you know, hashtag Daniel fast. Yeah. Hashtag, ha hashtag new year, new me. Hashtag. Right? <laughs> this is painful. <laughs> hashtag. Uh, and yes. so, but, but we've gotten into this thing where, you know, I, and, you know, I, I have friends that do this. So don't get. I'm not. I got to be careful how I like. You know, but, no, well, but even God like you know, go you. guard on the street and hey, you know, we're gonna go minister to these people on the street corner. We're gonna go bring food to the homeless. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, man, you need food? Are you hungry? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm so hungry. Well, hey, well, can we have a photo op then? Yeah. You know, and I I struggle with that, and I and I, I have friends that do a lot of homeless ministry, and they're they're yeah, full time yeah. ministers, and they're raising support, so they want their supporters to see what they're doing, but. I mean, maybe have someone like off to the side, take a picture, reserve it for the yeah, newsletter. Yeah, yeah. But like the social media, like, hey, I just fed you and you're homeless, right? Exactly. Are you homeless? Yes, I'm homeless. Yeah. Did I just feed you? Yes, you just fed me. See, guys? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, uh, you know. This the, is I mean, odd. The Bible yeah. says don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. 
you know. That's true. And so do as Christ did. Christ didn't go and broadcast his ministry to the world. Yeah. Christ just, he lived out his purpose and it made such an impact that even when he asked people not to talk about it, they had to anyway. Right? Oh my goodness. And the so, woman at the well, she couldn't help herself. Yeah. Or she like, had to tell he heals this guy and he's like, just do me one favor. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, I gotta okay. Tell well, he takes off and he's like, everyone, you wouldn't believe Jesus. what just happened. You know, and there's Jesus like, ah, oh, I said not to tell you. Yeah. You know, Jesus said to go out and proclaim was when it was about to proclaim about the kingdom. Really? Right? So whose kingdom are we building? Are we building our kingdom or his kingdom? Jesus, Jesus, right? Jesus, Because if, Jesus, we're, if Jesus. we're building his kingdom, yeah. that's the only thing we need to proclaim. Not to us, but right? to your name be the glory. And so, yeah. and, and, and one of the things I love about working here with the Drowsy Poet, you know, is, you know, so the guy that started the company, he's a, a, a believer. And, you know, his whole view, which I agree with, which is why I love being here and partnering with him in this work, is that as a coffee company, Yes, in the world it's very successful, but his whole view is this is God's. Like he's like, I don't own this coffee shop. The Lord owns it. Yes. And I've just been placed here as a manager to be faithful with what he's called me to do. Amen. And yes. and so um, we hardly I mean, we there's actually a billboard down the street. I think it's there hasn't been a billboard for like a decade. Um, but but we don't try to go out and do all the, the marketing and the yeah. advertising and the even this whole like you know you can vote for the best of the bay and all of yeah, that yeah, yeah. A, a lot of that is like pay to play kind of yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. we don't pay for any of that yeah you know we've won yeah and the, you know won uh, multiple lot. times yeah, yeah, yeah. but we never we never advertise it like they'll come in hey by the way you guys were nominated so for two thousand dollars you can be promoted on there so you can win the votes right yeah no we're and, good. And, and we've won anyway. But yeah. it's, no, we're not saying that boastfully. It's just, look, this is the Lord's. We're here to steward the yeah. work that he's given us to do. And, you know, there's a lot of great coffee in the world. We've been blessed to have some of it. Mm -hmm. And people are going to come in and they're going to taste the difference. They're going to hear the difference. They're going to yeah. see the difference. But this morning coming in, you know, I'm like, I'm listening to the word, driving in. I come in, you know, prayer. We put on, I put on worship music and just like, Lord, you know, this is your shop. Amen. You know, and just, just bathing it in prayer day in yes. and day out. And trusting the Lord to do what He does, I love being a part of that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but but just seeing the Lord just take it and use it to bless so many people. We have the customers that they just want a cup of coffee. Right? Yeah. But then they first came in here just because they like coffee, mm -hmm. and it, it led to long-term relationships. It led to life change. Yeah. Um, and you know, what, I have a, an example of a, this guy who was a Marine, a retired Marine, who was. Um, Back when we had our shop on the beach, you know, where they were doing this fishing rodeo with these like wounded veterans, and so he comes up the up the stairs one day, and uh, he saw that there was he saw the coffee sign, so he wanted to get coffee for the guys before they left on the boat on the fishing yeah. charter. So he come walks in the door, and the first words out of his mouth says, "Who who comes up three flights of stairs for coffee?" <laughs> right? I mean, just you're like I, I love this guy. And so I said, yeah. "You just did." Yeah. Oh, you got me," he says. Yeah, and um, and that led to years of relationship with him, inviting him over our house, cool. Christmas Eve, having dinner with him, yeah, meeting his whole family, sharing the Lord with him, yeah, to the point where all of a sudden one day he says, "We got to talk," 
He goes, I've lately, I've been hearing all these people. He goes, I know relationships. I do relationships. His job now that he's re retired from the military, he's, he's involved in like this, these tech businesses and stuff. And he's like the relational connection guy for his, his company. He's a co-founder of a tech company. Yeah. And that's what he does is he connects people. He's like, I know relationships. I do relationships all day. He says, but I know relationships horizontally, mm. but I've been hearing lately all these people talk about this relationship vertically. This whole relationship up, going up. Like, what's that all about? This is, here's a guy who hates organized religion, hates mm -hmm. the church, and he says, "I I need you to talk to me about this whole like vertical relationship thing. I just don't understand it. I yeah. don't get it." And and now um, every Sunday morning, he's he's in a local church here in Pensacola, Amen. worshiping the Lord. Life completely Amen. changed. Amen. See, that's the thing. God is not bullying you. Nope. When you're saying why God, He's not bullying you. He's your heavenly Father. Yeah. He is disciple, or I want to say discipling you, but He is. Yeah, I mean, He is disciplining you. Yeah. Yeah, a, a, a good, loving father disciplines his children. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, so I talk a lot about that with people. In our culture, we have made discipline and punishment synonymous, mm. right? When yeah. people hear discipline, they think like getting spanked, right? But discipline and punishment are not the same thing. Oh, no, it's such right? a Punishment beautiful... is you did wrong, you're going to, now there's consequences and you're going to pay, right? Oh, and it's going to be yeah. painful. Yeah, yeah. Discipline can be painful, mm. but it's intentional with the purpose for growth yeah. and learning, it right? Because the root of discipline is disciple or discipleship, yes. right? So discipleship is being disciplined, yep. right? And so... It's so good too. Yeah. Once you once you get disciplined by God and like can see in your life back where he was discipling you, <laughs> disciplining you to do what he wants you to do, you can actually thank God yeah. for that. You yeah. know, thank you for teaching yeah. me that. Because if I was still doing that, at, I'm 31 at, or I'm 32, I guess, when this podcast airs, when I'm still, if I'm still doing that at 32, like that would be real bad. Like yeah. I needed that discipline yeah. back then. And you know? it's unfortunate, you know, like our earthly fathers and they, they yeah. growing up are a reflection of our heavenly father. So like we learn who God is through yeah. our fathers. Yeah, yeah. And so, and there's so many stories of broken relationships, you know, broken dads yeah. who are, you know, who are hurt and they reflect that onto their children, you yeah. know, and so... So we have a, a misunderstanding of really how God disciplines yeah. because our, our fathers who are broken, you know, were in their brokenness and in their hurt, you know, doing what they thought was discipline, which was really not godly discipline. Yeah, right? yeah. So when we hear discipline, we think about, okay, well, when I was a kid, this is what discipline looked like. And, and then we kind of project that onto our heavenly father. Yeah. Figuring that's who he is and that's what he's going to do yeah. and that's what he's like. Yeah. But that's, in it's, most cases, that's not right. what he's like. Yeah. You know, and so it's um, allowing the Lord in his discipline to like show us who he really is mm -hmm. and how he operates, you know, and through his word and through the Holy Spirit. And, you know, he, he leads us in all truth. And so over time we can learn who God is. And when we, when we hear like these stories about the goodness of God and the faithfulness mm -hmm. of God and how he leads us, you know, and through these, these mountains and valleys, um, all we, when we look back, we see the hand of the Lord through all of it. Yeah. His guiding and his directing. Um, and, so good. And when, when, when we can really understand that and grab a hold of that, then 
that changes how we view our current situation. Oh yeah. Right? It changes everything. The last question I want to ask is what Bible verse is encouraging you in this yes. season, but I just have to you said earlier about committing your actions to the Lord. Mm -hmm. That is a proverb about if you commit your actions to the Lord, he will bring you success. Yeah. Do you mind I'm not that I'm putting words in your mouth about what Bible verse is helping you in this season, but like to me, this is such a beautiful picture of committing your actions to the Lord and God bringing you success. And just what does that mean to you, if you don't mind? Success in the kingdom mm -hmm. is obedience. Mm -hmm. Right? There's so, there's so many messages out there about like being successful. What is, what is, you know, what are your dreams? And go out there and get them. And, yeah. you know, what are your, you know, how do you feel your, your passions and, you know, what do you have to do? And yeah, like if God's called you into business, you need to be wise, you know, oh, like because yeah. he also tells us to be wise. And there's just as many proverbs about how to handle money yeah. as there are how to handle people as there are how to handle wisdom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it all goes hand in hand. Yep. And so, so I'm not saying just like, you know, flippantly just go and chase something and then, but chase Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so success in the kingdom is obedience. Mm -hmm. So, in this moment, what has God called you to do? You know, the Bible says that whatever you find your hands to do, like do it as unto the Lord. Yes. So in this moment, what is in your hands, right? So that goes back to like Moses. Mo Moses is standing before the Red Sea. He's like, God, what do I do? And God's like, well, what's that in your hand, <laughs> right? He's like, well, I got a staff. He's like, yes. well, let me use it, right? And so, so that's like this reoccurring thing through scripture. It's like, you know, we're, we're looking for like this magic wand when God's like, well, I've already put something in your hand. You don't need a magic wand. You Be just faithful. need what I've put in your hands. Mm. And if you're just faithful with what I've given you. Yes. Right? Hallelujah. And so it's it's those steps <laughs> yes. of obedience. Amen. And what will happen is you look back and say, wow, look at, like, I was able to do these things I never thought I could do or never imagined I'd have the opportunity to do. Yes. Right? And people are like, wow, you're really successful in what you're doing. And it's like, mm. all I wanted to do was be obedient. Right? Godliness with contentment is great gain. All I wanted to do mm. was be obedient. Yes. And so, and so there are times where, you know, people are scratching their head, you know, and, and, and I've, I've made decisions in life where the people are like, are you, are you sure that's, that's the best next step for you and yeah, your family? Yeah. And, you know, I've had, I've even since coming back here, I've had job offers, yeah. you know, or this guy's like, you know, you have a family to provide for and you got to do this. And, you know, you know, yeah. some people don't care about providing for their family, but, you know, but if you're one of those people who do, then you're going to accept my offer. And it's like, well, no, like <laughs> that sounds a little like forceful. Well, well I, I'm like, yeah. this is where God opened the door. Yeah. This is where I am. And so I'm just going to be faithful like, I mean, I prayed fervently, prayed and fasted and said, yeah. like, Lord, I need direction. You know, any door that the Lord opens, no man can shut. And so I just kept knocking on doors and pushing on doors. And I mean, before I came back into coffee here, I'd already, I'd put out like 30 resumes. Yeah. I mean, I was like all over the country, you know, six different states. I was looking for jobs. I even had some job offers. Yeah. But for in praying about it, it was like, mm. That's a really good offer. Mm -hmm. um, like a hundred grand would, look, would be really helpful, yeah. but it's just, it's not the right opportunity. Yeah. There was just no peace with it. And I said, Lord, I just want to be faithful and I want to be obedient. Like you got to have peace like, with it. Yeah. Not every offer is from God. Yeah. Right. Not every, just because it's an opportunity doesn't mean it's what God wants That's you to true. do. That's true. Right. Yep. Guard and, your heart and yeah. you have to guard your heart. Yeah. Like Joyce Meyer was saying that in some 
some book I was, audio book I was listening to, she's like, we have to guard our hearts. You have to guard your own heart. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And do so, not let everything so in. Really, like, really, <laughs> like, just trusting the Lord. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And trusting his word yeah. and, and the leading of the Holy Spirit to just know, God, where are you leading me? Right? Yeah. Like, where do I need to be? When do I need to be there? And just do that. Focus and, on and, God. He yeah. is the cornerstone. He yeah. is the focus because at the end of the day right like when we stand before the lord it's you know he's gonna say he's either gonna say well done good and faithful servant or he's not yeah okay yeah and yeah. and his his measuring stick is did you do what i asked you to do yeah that's such a good right? thing to talk about and so the thing yeah. is is like because there's so many things we can chase there's so many good things we can do mm -hmm. but what is the god thing that yeah. we should be doing Amen. Right. And now one of those good things could be what God's calling you to, mm -hmm. or you could be running away from the good thing. Yeah. Right. And look at Jonah. God's like, go to Nineveh and proclaim that if they don't repent, they're all going to die. Yeah. Jonah's like, heck no, I hate them. Let them die. <laughs> right? Yes. So it's he's so running. relatable though. He's running. Yeah. But, but God's like, you know what? They need to hear. So, so God intervenes and gets Jonah there. Yeah. And so reluctantly he goes. He's like, fine, I'm going to go tell them they're just going to die. So he just, he walks in there. He's like, you listen, you dirtbags, <laughs> repent or die. The Steve translation. Right? And what do they do? They're like, oh no, what have we done? Here, yeah. Here's a pagan, a pagan city. Mm -hmm. Don't know anything about the God of the Bible. Yeah. Right? And he says, God is saying, repent or die. And what do they do? They're like, oh no, what have we done? Yeah. We have sinned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They repent. Like the leader says, everyone, that's it. We're, we're, we're seeking God. We're repenting. Amen. Like they're, they're like, even make your animals you know, repent. Like, yeah. you know, we're and, all in. and the whole city repents and gets saved. Amazing. And that was Jonah's response. God, I can't believe you saved them. <laughs> right? Yes. So, so he was faithful. But, God was faithful. But, but so God was faithful. And, um, but we don't really know what happens to Jonah. The story just kind of ends. True. The story just ends with Jonah just being like jaded. I bet he took a nap. He's like, God, how could you forgive people that repent? And God's like, well, that's what I do. Like, yeah. it's kind of my thing, right? I show up. And so, um, but um, for us, like, I don't want to just go kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. Like, God, okay, I'm going to do this because you're making me. Yeah. No, it's like, you know, I just want to say, God, what is it? Where is it? And trust him with that, that he's going to do what he does. And mm -hmm. he makes up the difference, you know. Yep. He fills in the gaps. And, and, and don't he, look to the left or right. Yeah. And, I, and as we discussed earlier, like, maybe the next step is kind of a head scratcher. And it's like, I, I, don't, I don't really know why I'm doing this thing next. Or I don't even know why I am where I am at this moment. But just trusting God that he's working things out because like, you know, the stories that we shared earlier of how he's so far ahead of us yes. where he's, yes. he's working things and, and yes. we don't know, you know, at any moment we can be in the right place at the right time yeah. um, where there is someone that needs to hear, you know, whatever God's doing or they need someone praying for them. 
or they just need a hug or a smile yeah. or they just need you to do your job well. Or a prayer. Right. Like maybe somebody, maybe yeah. God needs you to pray for someone. Yeah. Yeah. Legit. Or, or just, just being excellent at what you do for the glory of God. Yeah. That could literally save someone's life. Yep. You know? And that's an ambulance. So somebody's yeah. driving like, that's not where you are. <laughs> that's an so, ambulance. Yeah. yeah. That's the sound effects for my, for my little story here. You know, when it, so when it comes to like scriptures that are encouraging for me right now. Yeah. Is, is things like, you know, God is, he's overall, you know, everything belongs to him. Mm -hmm. And um, like David, I was just the other day was reading in Chronicles where uh, David's right at the end of his reign as king. Yeah. And um, so he's, he writes this, like, it's this, this prayer to God, worshiping the Lord as he, all of the gold and all the riches and all the things that he'd obtained through his time as king, mm -hmm. he then takes it all and puts it on the altar saying, this is going to be used to build the temple. All of it I have because of God, and it all belongs to him anyway. So God, you're just awesome, and I just want to glorify your name. Wow. At the end of the day, he just lays it all down. He's saying, I want this to all be used for the glory of God to establish the kingdom of God. Wow. It's better to give than receive. Yeah. You know? I mean, at the end of the day, when we die and we get crowns, all we're going to do is lay them at his feet anyway. Exactly. Right? So just practice it here. So, I mean, the wow, Bible says wow, everything wow. comes from him. It goes to him, through him, back to him again. And he can take it away. Yeah. You yeah. know what, what I mean? What he gives, he can take away. Yeah. So why not just keep that perspective through all of it and then just say, you are God. It's all yours anyway. So I just want to honor you and obey. Okay. Time and time again, we've had guests on this podcast and when they talk, their hands are open, like in surrender. <laughs> yeah. And it just is such a picture to me of worship. It's mm. like, it's um, like, you know, when you're in church on Sunday and you like, don't want to raise your hands. Cause you're like, I don't know what people will think about me or whatever, but like time and time again, I know we don't do video on this podcast, but like, it's like every guest who comes on when they are talking about how good God is, their hands go up. Mm in like surrender and worship and like I can't do anything else but thank him for everything that he's done for me. Yeah. All that I have I give to him. Yeah. You know, and you're talking about the scripture of like laying it all at the tabernacle, laying it all at Jesus' feet. And that I just want to encourage whoever's listening just like to just to put your hands up today or tomorrow and just be in awe of what God has done in your life. Mm. You know, yeah. because every guest on this podcast has done that. It's a rhythm here, mm. you know, and it's just like that is worship. Mm. Like putting your hands up. Thank you, God. It anyway, it's so encouraging. I just wish that everybody who was listening could be the one that talks to every <laughs> guest because you get to meet people like Steve who are just like rock stars for Jesus, serving up coffee and having real deep community. So uh, how do we connect with you? Um, best way to connect is come in and have a cup of coffee. Amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, like lo a I love to I love to just talk to people and just um, share what what God has done in my life and and, and what he's allowed me to learn in this process and using coffee and this knowledge base yeah. of coffee um, to just build relationships and connections with people. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that. I'm on social media stuff. Yeah, but, <laughs> but like they could follow Jazzy Poet. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I'm, I'm over here at the, the one on Brent Lane, which is yeah. the original store. But there's Jazzy Poets all around Pensacola. They're everywhere. Just Google um, it. Yeah. I don't know how many people listen to your podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I could get in trouble with my wife for saying this, but... If you come in to the, I work, I normally work Monday through Friday yeah. from open to 2 p.m. So 5 a.m. to 2 p.m. We open at 6, mm -hmm. but if you come through like 5.30, I usually have the signs on. So, but if you come in Monday through Friday okay. before 2 o'clock and you 
introduce yourself and you've heard me on the podcast, mm -hmm. your drink's on me. Oh, I like I'm, that. I'll make you a drink. Coffee on me. Okay. Not cool. every time. You what the time you introduce the time yourself. you introduce yourself <laughs> that one time one coffee yeah exactly could, come in in like a purple wig the next day like oh I don't know you I've never been here I'm not from here I'm from Michigan Detroit so, <laughs> really you're from Detroit Michigan no. okay <laughs> so I, I'd oh. love to do that I'd love to make you a, a drink okay cool yeah. well thank you so much for your time and just coming on and just being surrendered to share what God's done in your life and what He's doing and we just pray that this whole episode is encouragement to you who's listening to use your position to broadcast God's love. But we know that that broadcasting is done first with you and God and having that relationship mm. like we talked about earlier with just having that relationship with Jesus. So we pray that this conversation this conversation draws you closer to Christ and um, encourages you. So let's just pray. Uh, join us in prayer mm. um, and just pray. Father, thank you so much for Steve and his family. Lord, bless them. And just keep them and make your face shine upon them and be gracious to them and give them peace, Lord. And Father, just decrease us and increase you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. This is amazing!